Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Welcome to Flow Space. Today we have Erin Claire Jones joining us who uses human design to help thousands of individuals and companies step into their work and their lives as their truest selves and to their highest potential. Her work as a guide, coach, and speaker has attracted a growing community of over 170,000 people who turn to her teachings for practical tools digestible tips, and deeper self-knowledge they can access to live with greater ease and authenticity every single day. With work featured in Forbes, Mind Body Green, Well and Good, and Nylon, words shared on over 150 podcasts such as Almost 30, That's So Retrograde, Highest Self, and Chatty Broads, and conversations with crowds of hundreds around the world, Erin's insights are highly sought after because they make human design pragmatic, tangible, accessible, and immediately applicable to everyday life. Welcome, Erin, to Flow Space. Thank you. I'm Sandra. You're welcome. I'm Jerrica. Perfect. And thank you so much for joining us for a conscious conversation today. We're really excited to have you on. Of course. Happy to. Yes. Um, So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the human design? Of course. So um, my name is Erin, and I work with a system called human design, which basically is a way to help people understand how they're designed to work best based on their time, date, and place of birth. There are like a bajillion different configurations and unique designs. I discovered human design very serendipitously. Apologies, we have dogs in the background. Um, I discovered it very serendipitously. I was at a gathering in 2015 and basically sat next to a stranger um, who asked if he could read my human design. And I was so blown away. You know, I think I had never had somebody so accurately put into words how I operated best. And, you know, he ended that conversation by saying, I think you're meant to do this. I think we're meant to work together. So he really kind of initiated me and brought me into human design back in the day. This was at a time before human design was really kind of out in the world in the way that it is now. But it's been an amazing journey. And I think it's just been, it's such an amazing system. And I just found that it really offers people such practical and grounded tools to find more alignment in their lives. Wow, that's amazing. The alignment of you just encountering that person who's led you to down your journey. It's crazy. Very serendipitous. Yeah. And can you um, give us a little bit of a definition of what is human design? Yes. So it is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth that reveals your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions, operate, work within teams, be in partnership parent, all the things. It really kind of gives us each our own roadmap. I find that we so often find challenge in our lives when we try to be a thing that we're not. And human design really kind of connects us to exactly how we're meant to operate in a way that works for us. And it reminds us that we're all meant to be different. You know, and the more we honor that, the more flow we find. Whereas when we really try to kind of emulate those around us in a way that doesn't feel right for us, it can lead to a lot more resistance. Yeah, Yeah. that's beautiful. Because I feel like that's... um, 
the many systems that are currently operating on a larger scale, it's like a one size fits everyone and that's not the case. So it's nice to have the tools that affirm that and that, you know, affirm like our uniqueness. Mm -hmm. So does one, does one aspect of your life get more impacted than another when you're familiar with your human design or is it beneficial for all aspects of life? You know, I think it applies to every part of our lives. Like, I think that there are often like when I sit with clients, there's often like one aspect of their life where things feel a bit more resistance, like where they're feeling more resistance. So they might be finding more flow at home and more challenge at work or, you know, the opposite um, or with their family. But I think that when we learn our design, we can use it in every aspect of our lives. It's around how we take care of ourselves, how we work, how we manage people, collaborate with people, partner with people, parent people, you know, um, manage our energy flow during the day. So I do think it is so widely applicable. It doesn't mean that we have to like apply it to everything at once, you know, but I do think that like there are nuggets in it that are relevant to every part of our lives. And now, um, as you mentioned, it's like an energetic blueprint for our life. Do you find with your experience that the way you are, let's say, in relationships based on your human design will kind of be similar with how you are at work or um, like other areas of your life? Is Are there similarities or can one part of your life be completely different with how you are with another area of your life? You know, I think that like, how, oh, were you going to say something? No, no, that's a good question. I didn't okay. I think that like, I think that how we express ourselves can be differently can be different, but there are going to be like similar characteristics. Like say you're a projector in human design and being a projector and also people want to look up their design, they can at humandesignblueprint.com. But like, say you're a projector, you know, your strategy is about being invited into things and being recognized. And so it's so important for you at home to feel deeply seen and recognized by those you're living with you know, and invited in to share your perspective. And at work, it's really important for you to feel like really seen by your collaborators, you know, so they might see you and value you for different things, you know, but like the the fundamental characteristics remain the same. Or say, you know, as a projector, you're not really here to be a doer, you know, you're really here to like take rests and space and ease. And like, that's going to be both true at home and at work. So like, I can imagine that like, it, it could look different in different spaces, but like the fundamental characteristics remain the same. It's just around how we express it. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, yeah. I love it. I love how the similarities um, cross over to other aspects of your life because it really makes it makes sense. But I just didn't totally. think of that. I feel like it's easier to perceive it being different, like how you were asking. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting. Um, could you give us a little bit of an overview layout of what is the blueprint? What does it entail? And like a brief explanation of the different aspects of it? Yes. So the blueprint is our core offering. And basically we make these like 55 plus page written guides to your unique design. And so like, imagine like having a book all about you. You know, I always say like, we come into this life without an operating manual and human design is like, here's the manual, you know? So I think when we, when we designed the blueprint, it really was to kind of give people their manual and not in a way that you read it once and you're like, I've got it, but in a way that you can like keep returning to it, especially in moments of resistance. Um, So the blueprint covers all the most essential pieces of your design. And so it will cover your type, which is around how you best use your energy. It will cover your strategy, which is around how you best create opportunities for yourself. It will cover your inner authority, which is around how you best make decisions. Um, Your definition, how you best process information, whether you're more independent, collaborative, 
It will cover your open centers, which is basically all the areas that you can get the most taken off track and be the most challenged by, but also have the deepest lessons to learn. It will cover what we call your defined centers, so where you can really rely on your energy, like where your strengths are, your channels, your consistent strengths, your profile, how you're here to manifest your purpose. Um, I'm definitely forgetting some things. And also kind of the not self and signature, which are just tools to keep you on track. And so it's a lot of just like very grounded, practical information around how you operate best. <clears throat> and also all the areas that you can get taken off track, because I find like when we're aware of those areas and like have a language for them, we can really move out of them so much more quickly when they arise. You know, we're just like, oh, I see what's happening. It kind of helps us move more into flow. Yeah. And that's kind of like that answers a question I had that was um, what is the benefit of knowing your human design? Because, you know, it can seem... Like I've, I've looked up my human design and at first it was a lot of information and I got overwhelmed. I was like, whoa, yeah. what do I do with all of this information? <laughs> um, but in that explanation, it's really showing the benefits, like how you said earlier as well, it helps you move in flow. You know, like you're, you're able to have a better understanding of yourself and kind yes. of it gives the reason as to why maybe you react or like you are the way you are. Because, you know, I feel so many of us, like, we have these characteristics, but then, like you said, we're not born with a manual. So it's like, right. how do we operate, you know? It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 And I think that, like, it, it can be overwhelming. You know, human design is, like, a lot of information. And so I think that, you know, the human the blueprint can feel, like, intense because it's 55 pages, but, like, it could be thousands of pages. Like, there's so much. So we really try to condense it. Um, and keep it as simple as possible. But I think that like, you know, with human design, it's not about like learning every single detail of your chart, you know, because that can get us really in our heads. It's more about beginning to experiment with the core elements of your chart. And then just like, as you feel ready for more, you can integrate more in. But I think in terms of the benefit, you know, it really just helps you find flow in every part of your life. Because it reminds you that like, you know, how you're designed to operate at home or at work or in relationships, it's likely different than those around you. And it gives you a language for it. And I always say human design is like equal parts relieving and confronting. There's like a part of it where it's like, oh my God, thank God somebody finally gave me a language for how I operate because like people know it. Like I don't tell them anything new. I just validate it, but it can be really confronting. It was for me because it will also reveal all the ways in which we're ignoring it. And I know that when I first discovered my human design, I was trying to be everything but that, you know, and I didn't believe it was possible to kind of find alignment or success by honoring like that way of operating. And so I think that it can take time to kind of find our way back into it. But it, I know that when people do, it's, it's amazing because they just end up doing things in a way that just like not only can be more successful, but just like feels so much better. Yeah, it's affirming. Like when you have, it reminds me of just past experience of feeling like doing something one way and the large majority is doing it a different way and feeling confused um, internally. Like, is it me? Is it them? Like what's going on? So it's nice yeah. to have um, something reflecting back our truth or our experiences that affirms that, you know, it is fine and it is actually yeah. beneficial to everyone to be different. Totally. Um, yeah. Is there a like a superpower or a strength that is more general to each type in terms mm -hmm. of like functioning best? Yeah. And, and I would just say that, like, know that, you know, understanding your type is so, so important. Um, and there's so much more underneath the type. Um, do you all know what your types are? Yeah. yeah. I'm a manifesting generator. And I'm a manifester. Oh, okay. Um, so I would say, 
So in terms of the, also the manifesting generator, I would say like the superpower for you is around being like a multi-passionate creator and doer. Like you are not really meant to put yourself into one box or do just one thing. Like you are meant to be very multifaceted and varied in your passions. And you're meant to be like very big in that way and not try to contain yourself. I would say another superpower of manifesting generators is their efficiency. They can often find the quickest way to get from A to Z, but their gift is not necessarily in handling every single step along the way. So it's nice to be supported by people that can help you in the step-by-step -step process so you can kind of move fast and be in your creative flow. How does that resonate? Or Yeah, absolutely. You? Definitely, absolutely. Like the details are not for me. I don't care for them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like remind myself to ground down to care about the details because it's ultimately going to get me to the next step. Um, all of it, all of it. And just feeling um, multi-inspired by different things. And sometimes they don't collide, but usually they do. Like it's all part of like one big picture. Yeah. But I strive to do like different aspects of it more than more than one at a time. So it's like finding that balance, like picking up where I left off on different projects like yeah. along the way. So, yeah. yeah, beautiful. Yeah. And again, like you're already doing it. It's just like validation. So instead of you being like, oh, I like need to choose one thing or like, oh, I like really need to be, be really good at the step by step. It's like, mm, no. Like I'm actually meant to do lots of things and like moving fast is a gift in itself. So what about if I just partner and feel support from the right people? Um, so if you are a generator, your gift is so much around just like you're a masterful creator and doer. Like when you're lit up by what you're doing, you can like make anything happen. It's just all around prioritizing your satisfaction and excitement and knowing that that will give you so much more energy. Um, if you're a projector, a superpower is really just being so sensitive to people and being such a natural leader, guide, visionary, question asker, like so good at helping others use their energy in more efficient and effective ways. The gift of manifestors is really being these like disruptors and innovators. Like you're really here to kind of disrupt any environment that you're part of and bring newness into the world, whether it's an idea or a movement. Um, and you're the only type that's here to initiate, like just like start the things that you feel and trust yourself enough to kind of be the first and do it differently. Does that feel at all aligned with the way that you showed up or do you feel like you've been more holding back? No, I feel that that is um, pretty <laughs> accurate because I'm constant, like I'm a very vocal person yeah. and if I see something is being done, not that I look um, like to change everything, but I do find myself like I can see ways to do things differently or just like change up things that don't really make sense to me. Yes, beautiful. Yeah, and I think that it's so good to have manifestors around because they're just going to change it up. You just have to be ready for it, you know? Um, <laughs> and then reflectors are really, we call them evaluators often because they just like have a gift for seeing and sensing things that most people miss and really offering like a very objective and wise perspective about kind of what's happening and where things are going. Super cool. Yeah. Definitely all like their own unique superpowers in their own way. Totally. Yeah. And is there um, compatibility with one specific human design or do we kind of like learn how to work best together with all different types, depending on our type? You know how in astrology there's yeah. the compatibility. Is it similar? Um, some people might say it is. I don't. You know, I think that like 
I don't think these systems are super useful in terms of being like, I'm a projector and therefore I can only date a manifestor, you know, or a generator. Like, I think that can be really limiting. Like mm -hmm. there are certain types that might be a little bit more compatible, like in business or like it, they might be more similar, but it doesn't mean they're better, you know? And so like, I think my recommendation with how to use human design is like, once you really feel drawn to somebody and there is that chemistry and they really feel right to you, that's the perfect time to then kind of dive in and be like, now that we feel that attraction and chemistry, how can we understand and support each other? You know, because I've seen such advantages to dating people that are similar because like there's just so much harmony and understanding. My husband's entirely different than me. I also see such benefits to that because it's so interesting, you know, and like, and always learning and you can just bring really different things to the table. And so um, I think that like, I think some relationships will require more work than others. But I think what human design reminds us of is like, take the time to like understand how your partner works or partners work you know, and learn how to really support them. Because I think the most challenge comes up in relationships when we want a partner to be more similar to us or different than what they are. And I think if we just like take the time to be like, they're different. And these are all the reasons why, and these are the ways to support them. I think that like so much is possible in dynamics. That makes sense. And do you feel that like before you can even begin looking at your partner's um, like human design to understand them, you have to have a solid, thorough understanding of your own first or like how would you approach that? Yeah, um, I would say like you don't need a thorough understanding because I know human design is really deep, um, but I would say, yeah, get acquainted with your own. You know, like sometimes there can be like a sense of like, oh my God, I understand my design. Like how can I teach everyone about it? It's more just like, live your design and that will do the work, you know, just practice it. That's like your only job. So I think it's, you know, I do have people that like will look at their partners and their partner's not really in a human design. So it still can be so useful to help, un help them understand them. But ideally like you're kind of practicing and integrating the information on your own because that's going to make any other kind of energy or any other kind of collaboration or flow in your dynamic so much easier. Okay. And a kind of a little follow up question to that, like, because you keep mentioning, like, it helps to live in flow. Mm -hmm. um, how do you like, what do you feel about understanding the human design allows that space for flow? Like, how does it optimize flow? Yeah. Having this information. I just think life's a bit easier when we do it, like, authentically. You know, I just think when we're, like, trying to build businesses in ways that don't work for us or trying to show up in partnership in ways that are inauthentic, like... I think things can feel really challenging, you know, and there can be a lot of resistance because it's just like not how we're meant to do things. I think when we really show up in a relationship in a way that feels authentic to us, when we build businesses or work in ways that feel good to us, um, then I think that there's like so much more flow. And I don't mean that flow means that there's no challenge. Like there's often always challenge, you know, in some capacity, but it's more that like you're just doing it in a way that works for you. And so like there's just such a deeper sense of alignment. You know, I think that like, I can't tell you how many clients I've sat with that have built like successful businesses, but like they're entirely burnt out because they built it like opposite of their design, you know? And so it's just like so unsustainable. And so I think human design like helps us know how to show up in business and romance and in life in a way that like not only again generates opportunity and abundance and all the things, but like in a way that really feels good and that really is sustainable for our energy. I that make sense? love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it so much because it's just like for the, bo the bottom line that I'm receiving from what you're saying is just like be true to you and you'll always be going on the right path and having this information helps um, like bring that in a very um, tangible way that's accessible for us to implement 
and like um, help us live our truth. Yeah. Which is cool. Because it feels like even, like you said, in flow, it doesn't mean everything's like rainbow and butterflies. Like you do have some challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have challenges, but from what you're saying, like it makes me feel inside, like even through those challenges, you're still going to be flowing because you have a third, like a better understanding of the self and how you're meant to operate. Totally. And you know how to navigate it, you know, and like they're just going to be ups and downs. And it's more like, I think that like for me, you know, human design isn't going to tell you like, this is where you'll be in five years, or this is where you'll be in a decade. It's more just like, how can you navigate life as yourself? How can you make decisions in each moment and use your energy in each moment and create opportunities in each moment in a way that really is aligned for you? And so like, for me, I know that like, I don't know where I'll be in five years. Like who knows if I'll still be doing human design, but like, what's most important is that like, I'm showing up as myself and in an aligned way right now. And when I do that, I can just trust anything that comes you know, and even in those moments of challenge being like, oh, like something new was wanting to come through. How can I make myself available for that? And so I think it allows us to be a bit more surrendered and a little bit less in control to just like be aligned in the moment and know that like continuing to make one right decision after another will always take us, take us in the right direction. It's so beautiful. It is. I love it because it is so empowering and really instills the trust in the self and moving from like an intuitive place alongside like these tools that really support our intuition and like what we know to be true to for ourselves. It mm-hmm. feels like very, I just love the tangibleness of it. Like I love having totally. that, um, what you're saying, like the manual, I really like that concept. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I feel like it just makes things, it simplifies things that can feel a little abstract when you don't have like the language for it. Yeah. 100%. And it's cool that it's like you pointed out, it's not going to tell you where you're going to be at a certain point in your life. You know, like I do feel that some people seek that kind of information, um, but it takes you away from your power. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But like this is really empowering the self because it's not going to give you like a clear answer as to, okay, like do this and in five years, you will be here. It's like, no, like, as you navigate through life, like, these are the things that can help you and help you, like you said, um, the tangible items will be coming to you, like, in flow. 100%, you know, and I think that, like, it, I do, I think that's a part of human design that I really love, too, because it's not about, like, even though, like, I'm a stranger, and I kind of mirror these things back to you, like, I always remind people, like, it's a tool, take it if it feels useful, throw it away if it doesn't, but it does, like, keep returning us to our own authority, you know, it's, it's not, I can never tell somebody like you should leave your job or not, but like it will become so apparent in the conversation, how they feel about it and whether or not it's in alignment, you know? And so I think that like, it keeps returning us to ourselves. And I think that's so important because it's so tempting for all of us, I believe at some point in our lives to kind of look outside of us for answers in terms of like, what do they think? And like, what do they think we should do? And I think human design, like it really helps us connect to like, whether it's our gut feeling, whether it's sleeping on things, whether it's talking things out, it's like, what is your process of accessing your knowing? And like, how can you implement it with every single decision you make? Okay. And based on that, do you feel that if somebody gets their blueprint and reads it themselves, um, like, will they receive the same kind of information as opposed to like speaking in person to someone like you, who is, you know, very proficient in the human design? Are there different like benefits as opposed to just reading it yourself and then actually having like a call with someone? Yeah, I think there are honestly benefits to both. Like I kind of think everyone should have their blueprint. I'm totally biased, you know, like people can disagree. But I think that like there's something around 
having a book that you can keep returning to that I think is like probably the most powerful tool you can have to stay in alignment, you know? And so like, I think I have people that read their blueprints every week, every morning, every month, people that got theirs three years ago, you know, and they're still returning to every month. So like, it's such an amazing way to keep like returning to yourself and being like, oh, like I'm really hitting some roadblocks in my business. Like, oh, I'm going to read my blueprint and see what's happening, you know, or like, oh, I'm finding a lot of flow. Let me just like validate why that is, you know? So it like can be this amazing resource. So like, I think that like beyond a session, it's just such a nice thing to have. It's also like more affordable, more accessible than like sitting with me, you know? And I think that in terms of sessions, you know, of course that's really valuable in its own way. I think that the value of sessions is that like, I can get a bit more context into where you are in your life. And then just kind of offer all the insight around that specific thing, whether it's like, okay, what support do you need in your business? Or like, wow, you're having a lot of friction with your son. Like, how can we look at your son's design and kind of see what's going on there and how you can best support him? So it's a bit more, um, I mean, I don't want to say more customized because the blueprint's entirely customized, but it's like a bit more in reaction to where you are in your life and what's coming up and how to use your design in that moment. Um, so benefits to both 100%. But I do think it's really, really nice to just like, have the blueprint as I think you can like keep coming back to like even in sessions they'll like almost always get their blueprint too just so they can have a written guide as well because that's a bit easier to return to than like listening to a session recording every time yeah yeah and I feel like the session from what you're saying it's more of like holding someone's hand through what they're currently going through whereas that can change in the future and having the blueprint is something that is malleable to the moment because it is, you know, it's our foundation and how we operate. Mm-hmm. Totally. So would you, uh, I don't know if you're a little familiar with astrology, but do you find that in astrology, there's fixed and mutable signs? Is, is that the same case in um, human design? Does that basically mean that there are some things that stay the same and some things that change? Yeah. And in terms of the signs of the zodiac, is that like uh, something that exists within human design or it's not really so fixated? Yeah. So like your human design will always remain the same. Like your fundamental blueprint is like, it will be the same for you throughout your life, but like how you express it can really change and how you're being impacted by your environment or by the people around you can really shift. And so it's not about you being stagnant throughout your life. So like the, the blueprint stays the same, but your expression can really change. Um, so your design doesn't technically change, but just the ways in which you're impacted. Okay, and what sense. causes the like change of expression, like aside just based on environmental factors or so many things, you know, like say you're a generator and you're really here to be lit up by what you're doing and you're really here to make decisions based on your gut feeling, like what your gut is pulling you towards and what you're lit up by can be so different. You know, you might have periods of your life where you're like, you know, even when I think about my partner, it's like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm going to build businesses and periods where it's like, oh, I'm really going to like volunteer. I'm going to like work with animals or I'm going to spend more time with my family or I'm going to build this thing like what you're lit up by can change so so much but I think what's so important for generators throughout it all is to trust their gut to see what they're being pulled towards what they have the energy for and to really stay connected to like what is the use of their energy that feels the most satisfying the most enriching the most fulfilling okay um so that kind of brings my next question which is in terms of the different types, like if you are a manifester, would you excel best at like job A? And then if you're a generator, will you excel best at job B? You know, like can people be grouped into certain types of work and things like that? I would say some like there can be characteristics around your work, but it's not as simple as being like, okay, projectors should be like 
artists, you know, and generators who project managers. Like, I think the way that I think of human design is it doesn't limit what we can do. It just lets us know how we, how we'll do it best. And so like, you know, manifesting generator, generator, projector, manifest, reflector, they could all be CEOs in their own way, but like how they each lead will probably be so different. And so like, I don't think it's about grouping in the specific jobs, but there are characteristics of like, these are some like tenets of like probably what you'll need in a job to really feel satisfied and good. Okay. So it's like, regardless of what your type is, you can do whatever you want. You'll just know how to do it best or like what way works best for you if you understand. For example. Yeah. So exactly. I was going to say, for example, like for manifestors like you, like I would say in any job that you're in, what's probably most important is that you feel free. Like you're not really here to be told what to do, managed or guided in any way. So it's nice to kind of be in a job where it feels like you're able to, at least to a certain capacity, like set the terms of how you do things and when. That's obviously can be more natural in an entrepreneurial setting. But I've seen a lot of manifestors succeed in a corporate setting when they're just like given a domain to be in charge of. You know, they can just like do it on their terms. I would also say as a manifestor, like you're not really meant to consistently do, do, do throughout the day. Like your energy naturally ebbs and flows and you might have like weeks or days or hours where you're just like, I am making so much happen. And then you feel like pull back and rest and recharge. And so to kind of like have a job where you feel able to honor the ebbs and flows and pull away and take rest and time alone would be key. I'd also say as a manifester, like your gift in any kind of job is initiating, but not necessarily in doing all the doing to kind of sustain that thing. You know, and so ideally you would be in a job where like you can bring new ideas to life, but have the right support where you can like hand things off and free yourself up for the, like the next thing to initiate. Does that, that make sense? A lot of sense, yeah. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can see how that can manifest in so many different jobs, but it's like these are kind of the things that probably are going to feel the best to you in a job and like in whatever setting it's in. Yeah, because if I think back to like my work experience, especially when I worked in corporate, um, I always ended up being like a manager or supervisor within the corporate environment. And it's true, like I would always bring new ideas to the table and I did want to have that freedom. So like, it's really interesting because it's like, oh, wow. Yeah, that is really true. (laughs) Yeah, it's so fun. It's so fun to do human design with teams because you really just like start to appreciate like all the different energies in your team and how best to support them. Yeah, so I had shared with Deandra um, when we were discussing having you as a guest on our show, a few years ago, I worked um, for a financial institution, and I was a manager of the litigation department. I had given out to my whole team um, the website for the human design, and then we had a meeting, and we all like shared what our type was, and trying to see how we best work together so that we really understood each other. Yep. And, I was like, wow, like I did that not even knowing like too much about it back then. But now like hearing how beneficial it is, it's like every corporate job should be doing this. Yeah, I know. I know that everyone wants to. I support that. But I just think there's like there's such a value in taking the time, whether it's with your family, whether it's with your team, whether it's with romantic partners to like just like understand how different each person is. You know, like it's so amazing in teams because you're like, oh, like you might not like, like, you know, Deandra might like move really fast, you know, and like not love the step-by-step and need space to be in their creative flow. Or like this person needs to be asked specific questions. This person's really independent. A lot of meetings might be really annoying for them. Like there's just like these really specific qualities that like can really help you leverage each person and really understand how to pull out their gifts and also start to become aware of all the ways in which you're disappointed in them, not because they're not skilled or gifted, but because you want them to be a thing other than what they are. 
And then you can also be like, okay, this is the composition of the team. And these are all the energies that we could actually benefit from. Like, these are where the gaps are. Like, this is where we can actually be best supported. Mm-hmm. I can see it now, like in the future, that being part of the resume, like sharing what your type yeah, is. 100%. Yeah, you know, and how like that helps uh, make decisions. That's so funny because it reminds me of a link that Jerka sent me yesterday about uh, something relating to astrology. It was like a like a fun little thing, like the link that you sent yeah. me. Yeah, it was like to discuss your moon sign, your sun sign, your rising like different astrology signs. Yeah, but with it, with each like planet being shared, how it influences you like in a quick witty line. Yeah. Um, but it, it it basically like condensed a, a generalized and simplified a lot of ideas. But it was cool to see like oh how. Um, in one sentence, okay, this is beneficial for me in how I operate in a work setting or in my relationships, et cetera. Um, so I like the details that the human design offers. Um, is there any overlap or influence based on astrology or those entirely two different, um, philosophies? So I would say that astrology definitely plays a role in human design and also there are different systems. Like it's not like a thing that an astrologist can look at a human design chart. They're like, oh, I get it. In the same way that like I can't look at a natal chart and be like, totally understand. Like, and they offer like different information, but like always very supportive information. Like I just like, I think that a lot of people love both systems, you know, for different reasons. I think that human design pulls from a lot of different systems that kind of generate this blueprint of how we operate at our best. So astrology being one of them, also the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system, quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, it kind of like wraps all these things together to kind of give us like our own operating manual. And so astrology does play a role, but not in a way that the information is going to sound the same when you kind of dig into both systems. Now, I read that the person who had um, like created the human design, it was actually a channeled um, channeled information that was written down. Can you speak a little bit about the history of that, like how it was created? Yes. So human design has been around since 1987. It was founded by a man named Ra Uhuruhu. Um, pretty mystical story. He was in Ibiza and walking home one night and heard a voice. And the voice said, it's time to work. And for basically eight days and eight nights, he channeled the system. And he just like received all this information. Um, and then he spent the next 20 years building it out. You know, and it was so, you know, he was such a like, I think when I first started listening to recordings of Raw, I was like expecting like a very woo woo, like dude, and he's not that, you know, like it's just, he was, it feels like he was such an unlikely candidate and receptor, like receiver of the information, but he really um, did an amazing job at really kind of like translating it. You know, he's no longer alive. And I think um, it's been really amazing to watch human design evolve because I think that he communicated human design in a certain way that was accessible to certain people. And I think what we've seen in the past four years is that human design has grown so tremendously because I think there are a lot of new people that are translating human design to make it more accessible, more empowering, more simple, more practical in a way that's allowing it to reach a much broader audience. And so it's been really amazing to kind of witness the growth and um, and just kind of see people communicated about in different ways that really allow us to kind of reach newer and broader audiences. Wow. Yeah, it's such a mystical like, yeah. story, how this whole system was channeled. It, it's fascinating. It is so fascinating. It's beyond. Yeah. It's beyond, <laughs> you know, and people like really are like, Aaron, how does it work? You know, and I'm like, I mean, I can like tell you what I know, but like, honestly, it's crazy. 
mm-hmm. you know, like it's like I just feel like there must be like a bit of an admission <laughs> that like this is so wild that like we could know this information based on our time, date, and place of birth. Like I have so many clients, like the most skeptical clients that are like, Aaron, like, have you been following me around? Like, have you been reading my journal? Like, it just makes (laughs) no sense how you would know this. And so I think because I work with so many skeptics and because I'm so inspired to make it accessible to skeptics and like, not in a negative way, it's more just like, I I know that human design can be really accessible to people that are really new to this stuff if communicated properly. And so I think what I always remind people of is that like, like I said earlier, it's a tool, take it or leave it. If it feels useful, take it in. If it doesn't throw it away. But I think I also remind people that like, what's most important is whether it's useful. It's not like, is this true? And let me like prove it to you. It's like, is it useful? And I just find that my experience with people is that like the answer is almost always a hundred percent. Yes. It's so useful because I think that like, it just gives us such an amazing language to understand how we operate and how those around us operate, you know? And so if you heard that story, you're like, whoa, a little bit out there, like I would still encourage you if you're open to like, look up your chart, learn this stuff. And not because you're like, this is truth. It's more like, just see how it feels. Because like my experience in sharing human design with people, like I said, is that it's not, I'm rarely telling people anything that they, that they don't know. It's more that I'm giving them a language for like their internal experience in a way that is just so in, deeply validating and confirming and gives them so much more permission to like just do life in a way that feels good for them. And I think that's why it reaches such a broad audience because people are like, this is so crazy. I don't want to believe in this, but like, wow, is this useful? And like, I've never had a stranger give language my experience in a way that's so grounded and actionable. Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool because like, again, I think of like, um, um not like tarot cards or psychics um you know like if somebody goes to see a psychic and then they're spot on and the person can validate everything the psychic is saying you know that can be like really crazy too but in this case you're not doing it psychically you know like you're not reading a person you're just using their human design and the system so that's what makes it like even cooler (laughs) because like there's no like um (laughs) abilities being used in that moment you know like it's really this is the blueprint like this is what it is totally it's like as simple as that you know um and like you know it's easy to kind of intuit things based on where they are but it is like and I think that I've even learned that where it's like I think in how it communicated, it's not always like, you're this. It's like, human design says this. How does that feel to you? You know, like still like kind of giving people the chance and the agency to be like, oh, that feels good or it doesn't. You know, I think that like, just like, it's always such a reminder of like, how does this feel? And does it feel empowering? Does it feel useful? Like, those are the most important pieces. So how do you find um, when, when someone's just beginning this journey, like what is the best first steps for someone to take to start incorporating and in using this information in a beneficial way so i would say definitely go look up your design at humandesignblueprint.com and like it's going to be a crazy looking chart and it's not a thing that you're going to like understand immediately but i think the three most important pieces to look at are your type your strategy and your authority so how you best use your energy how you best create opportunities and how you best make decisions and i would just start playing with those you know i have a lot of posts on my instagram at aaron claire jones where you can kind of learn the basics of those things. Um, And then if you want to dive in, like getting your blueprint is such a beautiful way to kind of understand all the most important pieces. But I think that like, I would remember that like as endless as the information is that human design can offer is like the simplest information is often the most impactful, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I would just like start with the simplest stuff and begin to experiment and embody that, experiment with and embody that. 
Yeah, that feels good. It feels like attainable and easy. Yeah. Yeah, not overwhelming. Because when you see that information, (laughs) you know, it's like the human in us that wants to like, or maybe it's whatever's in my human design that it's like, I want to tackle it all and know it all. But like, there's no need to do that. It's baby steps. Like we're here on this lifelong journey. Totally. And I also just think that like, so much of the magic of human design is embodiment. It's like experimenting and see what happens and seeing what happens in our life when we really honor our designs. And like, we try to learn every single detail. Like we get so heady and so in our head. And we like, the people that are like, I need to understand every single gate. I'm often like, it's clear that they're not living the most basic parts of their design, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, I, I so understand it. I'm so that person that wants to understand everything. That's why I do this. And none of it means anything if we're not living the most basic pieces, you know? And so like, it's just, I, I would remind people that like, this is so much a thing to experiment with in a body and not a thing to memorize. And there will always be more information awaiting you as you go. You will not, it will not run dry, you know, but like just like one piece at a time is often going to be the most natural way to take it in. I love that. (laughs) I love love the endlessness of it, like the abundance of it all. It's so fascinating. It's really beyond, like I said before, do you have any like theories as to why this information um, was shared with the world or just like, do you ponder at all just the origin or the, the wildness, the like cosmic, it's just, it's such a fascinating concept. Um, do you have like any thoughts that you ponder or think about in relations to the whole philosophy and tool of human design? You know, I think that like, it was a tool that was gifted to us to, just like live more aligned lives. Like I think at some point we're not going to need human design. We're like, good, we're doing it. We're just living it. We're trusting it. But I think it was kind of this like little cheat sheet that was just like, by the way, if you like want to find a little bit more alignment and do things in a way, like just like understand how you operate best. And it also happened like at kind of this like crazy mystical moment in time where like, it was like that day that I think a lot happened astrologically and like in, in the sky that I think kind of like made it available. But I just think that like, I think it's such an amazing tool in this time to really give us each permission to kind of do things in our own way and remind us to trust ourselves. And so it's, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm just glad it's here. <laughs> Who <Yeah>. knows? <laughs> no, and, but that's so nice because it's like, it's such a big question, you know, and like, if you really think into it, it's like, how is it possible? But then it's like, okay, let's be grateful that it is here and that we can mm-hmm. benefit from utilizing it. You know, it's here for a reason. Yeah, um, anyway. Do you do you um, have any theories of what would come after like this kind of integrates into the masses and we use this information to our benefit? Like, what would be the next step? I'm just I'm just so blown by the whole concept. Yeah. <laughs> That's where my mind is right now. I love it. I honestly have no idea. Like, I feel like there's a version that, like, I, I feel like, you know, human design is potent in so many applications. Probably the most important one is parenting. Because so often we are living our design so purely when we're young. And then we kind of get conditioned out of it into, like, what we think we should do or who we think we should be. And then we, like, discover human design later in life. And we're like, oh, my God, I remember that person that existed when I was young. And now I get to return to it. And so I think like the earlier we can introduce it to kids, the better, because you're giving them permission to be who they are from day one. And so I think there's a version that's integrated more deeply into parenting, um, into schooling, because it reminds us that we all are meant to learn differently into teams and it kind of working better. So like 
I just see it kind of like integrating its way into these like institutions and systems in a way that really enhances collaboration, harmony, and understanding. Um, I feel like those are, that's kind of like the next application, like it becoming more and more mainstream because like, even though it might seem really popular in like our little world, I like my partner reminds me all the time that like it's still popular in just like this little world. Like, there's like still so much um, more to reach. But like I said, I think there's a version where it's like we stop needing it, you know, where it's like we're good and we know ourselves and we don't need that to validate it. Like we just like already know. So I feel like it also there's a version where it's just kind of like also, you know, like not dries up, but just kind of like, you know, ends up disappearing because we're OK. But I think right now it's like really integrating kind of into like those relationships, the work, the education, parenting, to just kind of really give us such a deeper sense of ourselves and each other. It makes me think like when someone, if they choose to give birth in a hospital setting, it's like when you get your baby's birth certificate, you also get their human yeah. design. <laughs> totally. like, yeah, here, go learn this, like read this. This is how your child will best, you know, do X, Y, and Z. And this is how you can best support them. That, that totally. would really move our, you know, like our... That would catapult us forward, like, so yeah. advanced. Totally. I love working with families. I work with so many families and, like, young kids, and I'm just always so in awe of them. I'm just, like, the kind of, like, the ways that they're able to observe their design so early and also just, like, how committed they are to honoring it and understanding them. Because, like, I've seen so many parents struggle because their kid is so different than them. And they're like, I just don't get it. Like, why aren't they like me? You know, and I think when they start to really understand their kid's unique operating system, like it just creates so much more flow in the dynamic. It's, it's, I cannot like, you know, underestimate or like, just like talk about enough how powerful it is in parenting and family. What does that look like when families work with you? What is that layout like? Often people will get blueprints for their family just to kind of get those like books for everyone and like they'll kind of read their kids blueprints and then like print it out and give it to them when they get older. Um, but I usually do family sessions and you know I'll just kind of sit and look at everyone's charts and like get a sense of what the dynamics are and really explore how to kind of best support and honor each person. And there's a layer of human design that's not just about the individual chart like you can layer charts on top of each other groups on top of each other and kind of start to observe collective and partnership dynamics. So like. I can look at partnerships and be like, wow, like this is like where the tension's coming up or this is where there's a lot of harmony. And so it just like similarly just really reveals kind of what are all the energetic dynamics that are underneath the surface and becoming more aware of uh, them allows us to find more flow in relationships. And it's also really useful for parents because they, there are parts of our design where it's really clear that that's where we impact others. You know, so you might be a parent and you're like really impacting kids with your stress, with your emotions, whatever it is. So like, it's nice for them to really develop awareness of that so they can just be more aware and um, cognizant of their impact. Wow. And what would you say has been the most impactful piece of your understanding, like that you have received from your um, understanding or understanding of the human design? Um, I would say probably the most important piece has been like, it's, it's, it's definitely transformed my own life in terms of understanding my own unique design and everything in my life has transformed because of it. And I'd say probably the most important impact has been in my relationships, like whether it's with my sister or my parents or my teammates or my husband, because like, I think it really has brought so much compassion to my relationships because I like look at these dynamics and I'm like, oh, I see why all these ways didn't work. Like looking at my families, I was just like, 
I, I like their brother, the manifestor sister, manifestor mom. I was like trying to control them and guide them the whole time. And they were like, get out of my way. I'm not <laughs> like, I just think it became like so clear how I could best support them and honor them. And also why all my strategies had not been working, you know? And so like, and with my partner, you know, he's like, he's so different than me. And I really like, really love learning about his design and really beginning to like have language for our differences and how to support each other. So I think probably the biggest impact has been around bringing more understanding and empathy into my relationships. Yeah, that aligns with what you were saying, how it really benefits parenting because it's that same concept. Totally. The relationship dynamic. Exactly. And would do you feel like because there's all of these great benefits um, from understanding your human design and then also the human design of those around you, but do you ever find that there can be any um, like negative side effects from it? Like, for example, if somebody learns their human design or that of their partner, then they start like putting blame like, oh, this is happening because of this in you, you know, like something like that. Yeah, I think that like we should never use human design as like an excuse, you know what I mean? Like in terms of like, I can't do that because I'm this type, you know, like I think people can really sense when they're using it in an empowering way versus in a non-empowering way, you know? And so I think that like if you're using it to make excuses for yourself, then like I think that like most often you'll be aware of that. Um, And yeah, I think I haven't seen that as much in partnership. Like, you know, there might be things where you're like, wow, you're really different and it's hard for me to deal with that difference, you know? Um, but I think it often like, you know, I always remind people like if there's a piece of human design that feels disempowering or unuseful, like let it go, you know? Um, but I do think it really, I haven't noticed that it like has a really negative impact, but I'm also so careful at how I communicate it because I also like don't want people to feel disempowered or feel like, oh, I can't be with this person or do this thing because they're this design and I'm this one. It's more just like really learning how to best support and honor each other. That makes a lot of sense. And could you just give a brief overview on the the ratio? I don't know what the exact um, title is for that, but like the five, one, six, three. Yeah. So it's that. actually not a ratio, even though it looks like one. It's called a profile. And there are 12 different profiles that are made up of six different numbers, so like a one, three, four, one, six, two. Um, it's not like a fraction. It's more just like there are different meanings, depending on whether num- the number is first or second. Um, I will kind of briefly just go through the six different numbers. So like one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, so say you're five, one, the one and the five would both apply to you or say you're six, two, the six and the two would apply to you. Do y'all know your profiles? Yeah, I'm a six, three. Um, and I believe I'm a four, six. Okay, cool. So the one is around being an investigator. These people are here to just like dive deep, learn, investigate, research, like cultivate a deep understanding in their field of expertise and become an authority. So my reminder for them is to take the time to kind of dive deep, investigate and learn. The twos are very natural hermits. Um, Time and space alone to be in their own flow is so important. And what's important for them to understand is that they bring this kind of like innate genius to whatever it is that they do, often in ways that they can't explain. So it's really good for them to kind of lean into the things that come easily and naturally to them. That's often where they bring the most value. The three, so for you, Deandra, is so much around the fact that you're an experimenter. Like you learn by doing. You're like, are here to get your hands dirty, make mistakes, bump into things, fail, discover what doesn't work, do it better next time, keep growing. So like, my, yeah. my reminder for you is to like never hold back from like trying things because like 
it is by trying things that you discover all the things that don't work that can like fuel you into what does work and like help you do better next time. Whereas when you wait for things to be aligned perfectly before you jump in, like you rob yourself of all this wisdom you could have learned along the way. Um, and the threes are such amazing, just like uh, storytellers isn't the right word, but it's more just like you create so much value for other people when you just share your own journey. You're just like, I made these mistakes. I learned all these things and I can share my learnings with you. Like your kind of own personal lessons can be so transformative for other people. That resonates uh, a lot. That makes sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent in all the ways, every single thing. <laughs> yes. Okay. Good. And do you feel like you embrace the trial and error? Um, I've never given it uh, like much thought. I feel like in the grand scheme of my life, I've never been like, oh my goodness, about the trial and error. It's more of um, um, the misunderstandings that that can arise of others and that way of being could be frustrating. So it's really like um, now using it in a more aware way instead of being um, like creating havoc unawaringly in certain aspects because I'm like working with someone else or there's like other energies involved with what I have going on but I like to operate like free flowing like solo just here and then there so that makes a lot of sense and that like in a very um just like free kind of sense without a lot of structure so it's been finding that balance so yes that's totally all yeah. around yeah <laughs> and it's and it's really nice for the people around you to understand that about you you know what i mean so they're just like i'm not gonna make you wrong for making mistakes like i'm just gonna ask you what you learned you know and to kind of like help you know help know how to best support you in that um so the four for you is so much around community like the four is is you know your opportunities are meant to come through the people that you know and so it's so especially important to kind of nourish and invest in your relationships because your relationships create opportunity you know, like in terms of like your friend connecting you to somebody that you date or to like another job or, you know, podcast guests coming through former guests or friends that you know. So like there's so much connection that happens to the people that you know. And so investing in your relationship is key. I'd also say it's so important to kind of be working with and collaborating with people that you want to be friends with. How does that feel to you? It feels very true to me. <laughs> like I put a lot of... Um like importance on those around me, my relationships. It's something I value deeply. Yes. Yeah. For you. Um, Fives are the natural kind of problem solvers, fixers, really good at like offering new solutions to things, seeing things in new ways. Um, Very kind of like heretical, like just very unconventional in the way that they look out at the world. Um, An important reminder for them is that not every problem needs to be solved by them. So just solving the ones they feel excited to solve. And also knowing that like people can project a lot of things onto them that like they can fix them or guide them or lead them or save them. And their job is not to be guided by other people's projections, but to only say yes to what makes them feel like them. Um, And then sixes, I love that you guys both share this because when you share profile line or profile number, it just creates a sense of understanding, you know? And so this six is so much around being role models, teachers, like really being able to kind of pull back from things and seeing things from a higher view. Um, often these people live their life in three phases where the first 30 years of your life was meant to be a time of like massive trial and error, trying things, bumping into things, or if that's still where you are, like it's a time not to like figure things out, but just gather as much experience as you can. 30 to 50 is a time to kind of step back, see things with more perspective, embody your wisdom in deeper and deeper ways. 
And you're meant to hit your prime when you turn 50, not because there's anything to wait for, but just because things are meant to keep getting better and better and better. And you both are like meant to serve as such examples of authenticity. Like when you embody your own authenticity so fully, it inspires others to do the same. And so like, it's just a thing to look forward to, you know, and I would just give you both like the reminder to kind of like taking time and space to just pull back and observe and witness and ponder and see is so healthy for both of you. Thank you. For yeah, that. thank you so much. It, it's of very course. affirming and I feel really understood. I appreciate <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I'm so glad. Yeah. A question that. that kind of surfaced when you were explaining the one through six. Um, I know that there are, I believe, five different types, right? Um, and then the other aspects that you had mentioned of it, I don't remember all of the different names, but are there like a set number of each of those as well? So like there are the strategies correspond to our types. And so like there are four different strategies because generators and manifesting generators share a strategy in terms of making decisions. There are seven definitions and how we process. I believe there's five and then open all those centers. There are nine possibilities for the channels. There are 36 possibilities for the profiles. There are 12. Um, so yeah, there are kind of different variations and some are connected to type and some are not. You know, so like, again, that's why it's like you and a friend or you and a partner could both be generators, but like you could have different profiles, authorities, channels, all of it, you know, so yeah. it's such an important first piece and, and also just the first piece. And while wow, it's, it's so complex, like mm -hmm. it's really a design, it's a, an elaborate design. Sure um, have you noticed that like, um, as humans, like, do we gravitate towards like designs or like is there anything to that like do we I think, I think it's both okay like I would say like I'm a projector and I feel like especially like a lot of my new friendships right now all projectors um but like husband's a generator you know what I mean like and also like surrounded by a lot of people with different types so, like there's benefits to either like there's just like there's a, a flow that I fall in with other projectors which I really really love um, but I find that there's like so much spice and energy and power when I'm around other types because I'm just like, oh, like you're just sparking something totally new in me, you know? And like, so it's, I, I really see a benefit to both. But often people will feel like a draw to certain ones, not always their type, but they're like, oh, I'm like surrounded by a lot of manifesting generators or generators or reflectors. So, and some are more similar than others. Um, but it is interesting. There are also like different phases in our life that I think probably call out different attractions or needs that we have. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Reminds me of cooking, like you adding the same spice is like the same type. It's just creating more of that same flavor. And then right. you have like different types and you have like a, a new spice. Yeah. Totally. That's so cool. And are there more, um, more of like one specific type in the world? Are any considered rare or less yep. of? Yep. So generators and manifesting generators are collectively 70%. So the majority, 35, 35 each, or like 30 to 35 each. And like, they're the majority because like, they're the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that have like so much energy and life force to make things happen. They're obviously like so needed. Um, we just need them to be lit up by what they're doing. Um, and it's not about like them not being rare because like their whole type is going to be so rare beyond that. Um, but it is a more like, that's a more likely type. Projectors are about 20% manifestors are about eight to nine and reflectors about one percent so reflectors are definitely the most rare wow wow so, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I, no. say, like, <laughs> I wonder why. Like, is there any reason as to why? I just think that like each type plays a different role. And like, if you think of reflectors, like their role is taking things in and mirroring it back and letting us know how things are going. So we don't need a bajillions of them because like we have one in a community, one in a group, one in a team, and they're kind of mirroring it back and letting us all know. So like, I think that like, you know, and I think that there are more types at different times, but I do think that like, they just all play different roles, you know? And so I think with reflectors, like it's, it's more kind of having one in a community or space because they're like, those these really powerful mirrors for the rest of us. Wow. So magical, really. It's just so incredible how intertwined it is on such a, I feel like larger than life, more than I can fathom and understand. Mm-hmm. The perfect. Yeah. it's crazy (laughs) it is crazy and um another question that i have that i i read it online that the manifestors the generators and manifesting generators are energy types and then the reflectors and the projectors are not energy types um can you kind of explain what that means I take like a little bit of an issue with the like calling reflectors or projectors non-energy types because I think some sometimes they're like, what do you mean by that? Um, I think that like generators, manifesting generators and manifestors, like they really like all in their own ways have the like capacity to like do and make things happen. You know, manifestors definitely more spurty than like manifesting generators and generators, but like they've got this powerful capacity to just like bring it to life and make it happen like when the time is right for it. Projectors and reflectors, like their gift isn't in their ability to do it's kind of in their perspective and how they see things. But it doesn't mean they're devoid of energy. It just means that their energy really ebbs and flows, you know? And so what I really learned as a projector is like, you know, I still like make a lot of things happen, but like I need space, I need rest, I need ease, I need breaks, I can't do it all by myself, you know? So it's been really learning how to honor those ebbs and flows. And so it's really, but I think also a big lesson for me as a projector is that my gift is not in how hard I can work and how much I can do. It's really in my perspective and how I see. And so noticing where I'm trying to like, be a doer and keep up okay and yeah I feel that then that what I read online like that their energy types are not energy types that doesn't really fit that like because that explanation is different like it's similar but different yeah I just don't think that it's super empowering for some types to hear that they're not energy I think that like the idea is for those non-energy types it's just like their gift is not their ability to do it's their ability to see yeah and for projectors, manifestors, and sorry, for manifestors, manifesting generators and generators, they do carry a lot of doing capacity. This does not mean they can have to do all the time and that they don't need rest, 100% do, but they're like so good at bringing ideas to life and making things happen. It's like the more you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And how you can just understand people. It's amazing because it's so unifying. Have, I was going to ask the question of how human design can be used to unify people, but I feel like you've shared what that looks like and just so many of the things you shared and how it really helps us work together in a way that is supportive and like everyone's being seen and yeah. good and affirmed and how beneficial that can be in all settings. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I, and I think my answer to that is like, I think in revealing how different we each are, it brings us so much closer together because mm-hmm. it gives us such a deeper understanding and more compassion for one another. And so I think it really like, whether it's as families, as partnerships, as teams, as society, like I just think like the revealing of our difference, like it, differences is actually so unifying 
because we just stop trying to expect others to be things that they're not. Yeah, I think that's like the key part to it is like the expectations because we're coming from a place of compassion and understanding as opposed to because we do something a certain way, we expect all those around us to do it the same exact way. Yeah, totally. Totally, which is so inevitably disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not supportive of getting things done because we can all like hone our own ways that are unique to us in a way that supports actually oh, getting the thing done, mm-hmm. how it best works for us. It's just so amazing. Yeah. And it's also like it, it makes me think of like the work um, environment as well. You know, so many people are so unsatisfied with their jobs, but it's probably because they're not being supported in the way that suits them best. So it's like if you just have some kind of understanding of that, you can make such small changes that result in major effects of your in your life. Totally, totally. It is these really small things that really can be so transformative. And it's just like, and it's so nice in a work environment to just feel understood. Mm-hmm. Be like, wow, like my manager, my collaborators are taking the time to like understand and honor how I work best. And it really kind of, it does bring out the best in us in such a different kind of way. And I know when, um, before um, expanding to all that you're sharing now, focus was um, using human design for you in business settings within teams. Could you speak a little bit about your experience with that, how that looked, and what was it like? Yeah, and I still I still do a lot of work with teams, but when I first started my human design business in 20. 20- 15. Um, it was purely focused on human design for business. And I think that that was because my partner and I at the time, like really were drawn to that. And I also came from a background of a lot of dysfunctional teams and like, and a dysfunctional startups and like with amazing people that just didn't understand how to work together. Um, and so I think what I, what we discovered in our journey is that it was a little bit too early, like people were not quite ready for it. Um, and I think that I, I realized that like people on a much broader level wanted to learn human design. And so my focus now is really just like making human design, like empowering, practical and accessible to the masses. Yeah. And still a lot of, I still work with a lot of teams. It's just not the core focus. Um, but it's, I come into teams and do workshops and Um, really dive in and help them understand how they can work together best, whether it's kind of one time or ongoing. And I think it's just like, it's so amazing because it just like gives people a language to how they operate and how they can really, like I did a team session last week and they're like, every day we're bringing it up because we're like, oh, this is why this isn't working or, oh, this is why this is working. You know, it just gives us so much clarity around how to do that best. The understanding, it's beautiful. Yeah. And it's nice to know that like there's some kind of corporations out there that actually want to incorporate Way more than I thought. Wow. How did that come about for you in the beginning stages of that in terms of um, sharing your what you have to share with businesses? Um, because that, that's been a conversation amongst Jerrica and I, just like how beneficial certain things that we're now learning through those that we have on our podcast, um, how these topics would be beneficial for people. But it's like, how do you... How do you, you know, bridge that gap in a way that um, people are listening? Because it's cool how you were able to realize when you began that it wasn't the time. Um, and it just speaks on like how how divine timing is really such a factor. Always. Yeah. Um, when I first started, I was we were like pitching teams because no one knew about human design. Didn't work as well. You know what I mean? Like I think that would give people a taste, but like you kind of need somebody to be bought in. Like, it's kind of a hard thing to sell people on, or at least it was for me. Um, I think that, like, 
So how the teamwork has really manifested is like, I often have one person who's like a previous client who's gotten their blueprint, booked a session and they bring it to their team. And so like, I think as long as you have one ambassador, it's all good. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I did, I did one for like a huge corporation last week. I'm like, it was because there was one person that got their blueprint, loved human design and just was like, you all should learn about this. And like, and because they respected that person, they were like, let's learn about it, you know? And so like, I think what I've discovered is like, it's actually just like making myself visible to the individuals and like, they will bring me into the teams. Um, and so that's been kind of a nicer process to trust. Yeah. And that's so nice because it's really like the power of community. Like it really only takes one person to start making such changes yeah. or the, the like ripple effect. Yeah. Always. Totally. And it speaks to it's who, you know, you know, and it's, it goes back to the community. It's really amplifies the importance of community in all aspects. Um, when, uh, when inspiring for positive change, when just trying to get something done, when just trying to share a good time, like it's always in community, the energy is amplified and supported. Mm -hmm. Totally. And it's also like for me, the awareness of like, I don't always know who's going to benefit from human design. You know, like I think that it's been kind of like, let me just share myself with the world and like the right people will resonate and come to me. Because like, I just, I don't know, like, I don't, I, I don't know the inner workings of these places and who's open to it and who's not, but like they do. So it's been also a nice kind of way to surrender and trust that. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I'm like, I firmly believe that when you are doing something from an authentic space and doing something that is healing and beneficial to the collective, you don't have to be out there like with a microphone trying to get everybody to come to you. You're the magnet. Yeah, so like your heart will lead you, you will be like magnetized, everybody will come to you when they're meant to in divine timing. Totally. Yeah. And it's a hard thing to trust. And yeah. it's also it seems to always work that way. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, have you do you have any stories of anyone who's ever reached out to you and that really touched you and how um like what whatever their story was with human design and how it's benefited them? I had a woman reach out to me today and she just shared that her, she's a projector son. And remember that projectors aren't really here to be doers. They really need space, rest, time alone. They're super sensitive little creatures. And her projector son was really struggling and was just like really burnt out. And she just like really validated it, you know, and she just like, cause projectors need to be recognized. So she had this like really beautiful conversation with him, realized he was totally burnt out. He was so overwhelmed and like, Whereas in the past, you'd like, he must go to school. Like, he's got to keep going. She was like, he needs rest and he needs time alone. And she just like gave him the permission to like take a day off school. And like, he was just like in such better spirits. He was able to like recharge and reset. And she was like, she was just sharing how wild it has been to really like help her know how to support her kids, you know? And it's just like, it's a thing where like her son might have not known how to ask for that, you know, and, and might have made himself wrong for it. But like her knowing it just helped her honor that in him. And so that was like such a sweet little moment to just be like, just to kind of like validate where he was, even though she didn't understand it because like it wasn't her design, but you could sense he really needed a thing that she didn't understand. Yeah. And that's so nice because again, like what that um, action, like her having her son take a day off of school and not like pressuring him or, you know, like what he benefited from that. And it's so beautiful because that, like, it really makes me feel inside that that's the way that we continue to heal ourselves and others. And it's really honoring, respecting 
the differences and what best suits us. Totally. 100%. And what suits the people around us and how to best support them. Yeah. And it eliminates like so much childhood trauma that is not needed. It just fast tracks like us as a whole species forward, um, eliminating these trials and errors and having more of like an, a nice, casual, easy flow more readily available to us as we integrate these teachings in our mm-hmm. own life and how we operate and commune with others. Yes. That's so powerful. And I could be totally. like jumping the gun with this question, but do you feel <laughs> that like globally human design could help bring people together on a global scale? Like with all of the differences in the world and like certain problems that occur, can like can you envision that? You know, it's a good question. I don't know. You know, I think that we live in such a divisive time. Um, and in a way that differences seem to kind of really be pulling people apart or especially difference in opinion. Um, I would hope so. You know, like, I think that like, I I think that it starts locally, you know what I mean? It starts with just like, and I don't even mean your community, I mean like your family, like your friends. Like, I think if you can start to honor each other's differences in that setting, it has to scale out and mean that you can in a broader setting as well, you know, Um, or at least I would hope that. But I think that, um, I think anything's possible. But I think that we have to start with ourselves because I think when we're really living as ourselves and honoring ourselves, like it allows us to really have the impact that we're meant to show up in the most aligned ways. And like, I feel like that's what the world needs is like us doing that, you know, and really trusting that. Yeah, that resonates. Yeah, it makes me just want to give everyone the blueprint as a gift moving forward. (laughs) You recommend it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm so not a gift person, but I'm like, you know, this would benefit everyone. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that like when we first started making the blueprints, like, I don't think I really thought of it. You know what I mean? I was just like, people are going to get it for themselves. Uh, like they want to learn about themselves. I'm like, it's been so unbelievable to witness how people are buying them for their entire teams, for their families, for their parents, for their partners, for their friends, like people that are like, just like that is my go-to birthday present because it's such a cool one. Like you're literally giving people like the gift of self-knowledge mm-hmm. and then you get to like kind of go through it together. And so like, it was so not expected that the blueprint would be used in that way. And it's been so inspiring that it has been because it really like, I, I mean, especially like during the holidays, like our business goes crazy because like everyone's getting them as holiday gifts and like, and they spend the holidays like looking at their blueprints together. And I just think it's so, it's so cool. Wow. That is, it's so nice. Yeah. That's a wonderful gift idea. Yeah. I, like that would, I would be so grateful. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was sweet. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And it's been so beautiful because like it's a digital document, but people often print it and get it bound. So they'll like print it and make it really beautiful and make a cover. It's just really amazing. Yeah, I mean, you can go all out with it. It's so cool just envisioning, like, people gathering during the holidays and um, bonding over something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it's unifying. It is. And especially for, like, maybe different generations. At least in my own family, there's difference of opinion um, um, generally just in different generations within my family. And then amongst the generations, there's also different opinions. So it'd be so nice to have something like that to be shared with everyone and see. Yeah, yeah, it's very connecting. It's really nice. Now, when someone orders their blueprint, um, is it like a system based on the time, place and date of birth that it just automatically generates, you know, like, okay, you were born this date, so you're this, 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 and it's all combined? 
Well, I made 12,000 by hand. Um, very challenging, amazing couple of years. And now I have a team that kind of puts them together. So they kind of like draw all the different pieces. There are probably like, there are hundreds of thousands of like possible blueprints. And so it is like kind of like looking at the chart, it's like kind of grabbing all those pieces and really kind of designing like what are all the things that are specific and unique to you. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's been like a real labor of love. By hand. I know. You should like talk to my friends. I had a two years of my life where it was just like Aaron's making blueprints. Um, but it was it was amazing because I knew that we would build more efficient processes in the future, you know, and we have, thank God. Um, but it was really, it was, it was, I put in my hours for sure <laughs> with the making of the blueprints. Oh, yeah. So you've been doing human design as your labor of love um, full time since 2015? So I did it full time from 2015 to 2017. And then I, it was like so early for human design. That was when I was kind of focused on human design for business. And then in 2017, I got this job offer and I was feeling really confused. I was like, I love human design, but also like, I'm not really supporting myself on it. And like, this is like not going in all the ways that I envisioned. Um, and so I ended up walking away from my business partnership and I took this job and I was like giving up on human design and I was so devastated. But like, Honestly, the guy that hired me was hiring me because I did human design and he loved human design. And um, he was opening a, a big, beautiful, new kind of conscious co-working space in New York City um, and wanted me to kind of direct the programming and the content and share human design. And so um, it's so wild because that job like accelerated my entire business. And so I took that job. And then in 2018, January, um, I launched my own human design practice with the help of my partner. Um, and so I built my practice alongside this job that I had for a year and a half, I believe. And he was so amazing. Like I had a schedule where I started at two and did my human design stuff in the morning. Um, and then when I was making more money in human design than I was in that business, I left in early 2019. Um, and then my husband became my business partner and it's been a journey ever since. Wow. That's yeah. a magical story in yeah. itself. <laughs> Rocky though, you know, like it, it was wonderful. And I also think that one thing that I really found in that journey is that like, it was a lot of pressure to like jump into entrepreneurship and put pressure on myself to make money from it immediately. Like, mm -hmm. I think that when I was able to kind of build a business alongside a job, which was a lot of work and it was like, really like, I can't say that I was like not burnt out, but I was so excited by it. Like it, it just felt like a little bit more organic and sustainable. Like when I built it to a state where I was like, oh, this is like, a, this is good. You know what I mean? Like, and it might not be good forever, like things end, but I just think it allowed me to kind of like move on in a more sustainable way. And that I just think so often there's like all this pressure, like quit your job, go do your thing. And like, yeah. that is often the right answer. And sometimes it's like build the thing alongside it. And when you can leave, go. And I know that for me, that that was a much better strategy and actually way less stressful than kind of like starting from scratch and like putting pressure to like make money from it immediately. Yeah. What a beautiful message. Thank you for sharing that with us. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much because it really um, it speaks to so many things that we've recently been speaking yeah. about just between mm -hmm. her and I. So it's nice. I love hearing success stories of people really living out their truth and doing it and hearing the journey that it took to get there mm -hmm. um, because it, it's very empowering and it helps um, people step into their own power. Yeah. And like you said, it removes the pressure, you know, like something that you want to create 
um, isn't going to like maybe it's not going to happen overnight. It can take time and it can take you doing it alongside something else. You know, it doesn't have to be like just jump right in and everything's going to like be great. There's work. You put in the work for it. 100%. Yeah. People often don't see that. Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder. It's like these things often just take really like circuitous routes. And like sometimes it can be like, why is this happening? And also you look back like, that's why it had to happen that way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because in the thick of it, it's like, oh my goodness, like (laughs) despair, the world is melting. Totally. Totally. And you look back, you're like, it all makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as we like come to our closing of the conversation, can you tell us what being looks and feels like for you? Being, like B-E-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like being, to me, just feels like presence. It's like not in my head, like concerned about the past or the future. It's just like being really present and grateful for where I am and who I'm with you know, and really just like showing up fully in the moment. Um, And like life is so much better from that place. You know, like I just feel like the moments where I really allow myself to just like be where I am and who I'm with, like, it's just, it's, it's a really special thing. So um, yeah, just feeling really present and grateful. Yes. That's where the juice is at. (laughs) It's right here. Always where the juice is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Is there, Anything that you're working on that you would like um, for anyone listening to know about? Um, well, I'm happy to create a discount code for the blueprint for your audience if you would like. Yeah. Oh, you guys wow. want that? Yeah. Thank Is you there so much. Oh my, my pleasure. Is there a word that you guys like to use like for the code? Uh, flow space. Perfect. So, um, of course. So I think that if you want to dive in, I share a lot on Instagram at Aaron Claire Jones and Human Design Blueprint. If you want to look up your human design, go to Human Design Blueprint. If you would like to get your blueprint, the guide to your unique design, you can get it at there with the discount code FLOWSPACE. And then if you want to book a session, you can do that at erinclairjones.com. And something in terms of what we're working on, we're really doing a lot of research right now into launching a new kind of subscription-based platform and community. Because I think like a lot of people get their blueprint, love it. And then they're like, I want to be in community. I want to like keep learning and diving in. So I think that we're really in the journey of exploring what that looks like and like what continued support and community looks like for people. And I'm excited to see how that manifests. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Many blessings on that journey. I wish you, you all so much. Success. Yeah. Thank that's you. Beautiful. Community is always the answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's so much more fun to do it with people. Yeah. yeah, of course. And like the heal again, it goes back to the healing. Like that's all, that's like shouting from what you just explained. It's like the healing that's going to come for that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah. great. And the expansion, yeah. just like, just so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to leave one takeaway for anyone who's listening to this conscious conversation, what would that be? I think that whether or not you choose to dig into human design, I think human design offers us a really beautiful reminder that we are all wired to do things differently. You know, when it's around how we work and how we partner and how we parent and how we collaborate. And so just like remembering that and really considering like, where am I trying to be a thing that I'm not? Where am I expecting someone else to be a thing that they're not? And just kind of remembering that we are all different. And the more we honor that, the more flow we find. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
Thank you. This has been such a great experience. Like I said, you've shared so many messages that have been just in the conversation. They've been such spot on messages for things that are pertaining to my personal life, like our relationship on our journey. So I'm so grateful for this conversation. Like, thank you so much. Oh my God, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, your energy and the mirror that you're reflecting back to us and just living your best life is such a beautiful Mm. exchange to be a part of. And all of the information that you shared with us will also be in the show notes. So it'll be easily accessible for anyone who's listening. Uh, And we will just continue keep uh, keeping tabs with you on your journey and would love to see how the subscription comes about and everything going on yes perfect thank you this was such a pleasure thank you take care erin bye thank you for listening continue flowing in your own space by simply being if this resonated with you and you feel called please be sure to follow us like and share until next time wherever you go give yourself space space to to flow (laughs) 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 yeah i feel so centered so at peace so affirmed and just so many affirmations of the magic that's pertaining to us in our personal lives being reflected back to us in many regards in the aspect of someone living out their truth and how that can be successful and what that journey to living that life looks like and how it pertains to where we are in our journey just so many reflections to the down to the t were shared and all of the information that she just shared about human design on top of all of that, <laughs> you know? Well, that's... <laughs> because, yes, like, she... <laughs> I'm laughing because it's like, yeah, we had her on the podcast as a guest to discuss human design. <laughs> but then, like, it's so mind-blowing to me how so many things she shared really like shook me inside because i'm like wow this is exactly what i needed to hear in this very moment you know like conversations that we've just had Mm -hmm. and then she's sharing it and it, it reminds me of like the beauty in holding space with one another like if you really are present and you're meant to hear something in divine timing you will and like there's no need to have our brains like overthinking or creating all of these uneasy scenarios in our mind when the answers just lie in community and the answers lie by like just having these conscious conversations being present in the now yeah and it goes back to like there's nothing we have to do like we're doing it in our beingness and it is trusting and honoring that process even when the world is telling you that you have to go, go, go 24-7. Like honoring the self and what is coming up for us, mm-hmm. no matter how that compares to what's going on around, is really important. And that was, I feel like, one of the messages that was reaffirmed in our conversation with mm-hmm. her. Um, it, it reminded me, during the conversation, it reminded me of a time where we were talking about 
oh, like when we get interviewed, like when we make it and we're out here, they're going to be like, oh, like what does success look like for you? Like, how did you get here? <laughs> it's like, well, when I needed to melt on the floor and spend the whole day like melting. I melted. <laughs> yeah. It's like not trying to push through and be productive anyways. Like the productivity is in the authenticity. Yeah. And I love like it was really so cool to hear her like say things about you and about me that I could validate Mm -hmm. like she was describing things and I'm like yeah that's literally Deandra or like yeah that's me and it's not like I find it so cool because it doesn't come from like a psychic ability it doesn't come from anything like that like she's not reading into your energy um it's just magical how that's literally a blueprint of your life yeah but it really speaks to how grand this life is because she's not using psychic abilities to share the information she has but at some point it derived from there yeah channeled message yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i think that is so fascinating and really such a important point to note it to note because it just speaks to the fact that in all of this that we're here living in the physical and the tangible there's so much benefit when we merge the two you know there's not science or spirit Mm -hmm. but it's the collaboration and the wholeness of it not being compartmentalized but the unifying of it all yeah and i really i'm glad that you pointed that out because i kept thinking like wow it's so cool that this isn't based on like psychic abilities but you're right the foundation came because this person honored hearing it's time to work and then channeled for eight days this whole human design yeah and the fact that there's so much to it like she just touched the surface but that you can layer and there's like a bajillion actual like layouts of all of it Mm -hmm. it's just so fascinating because imagine receiving that information it always reminds me like these things always remind me of people who are um titled as schizophrenic you know i i know i always go there with it i know like what are you about to say (laughs) but it's like you know i don't know enough so i don't want to uh say something that's insensitive but it's just something to um create intriguingness inside of me because what if someone in this day and this day and age or not too long ago received something like that like and they didn't honor it or they tried to but those mm-hmm. around them weren't supportive like we wouldn't be and where we are them as something yeah yeah of course and i think like that is something that we've spoken about like it's there's something there because that type uh, topic of mental illness in the sense of like hearing things has come up in several of our different episodes so far with different guests mm-hmm. and it's like you know who is to say because easily like this person who created the human design um raw and i don't know uru something i don't remember how to say it but if he would have shared this and then like the public would have rejected his idea and labeled him as crazy or something like that um you know like maybe we wouldn't have this beautiful tool available to us mm-hmm. so it's really like before we label people or judge people we have to honor them for whatever it is that they're sharing because they're sharing it for a reason yeah and it goes back to what she was saying that her husband was like you know it may seem like this is really available to a lot but this is just like important or relevant in like our world and i guess our interests it's more of a niche is not mainstream on a global scale um, so it really is exciting to see where it goes, where it can go, yeah. the potential of it. 
Um, and it just inspires me to continue on on this journey and see what unravels from it all. Yeah, because I would love to be able to understand my own human design more to see like what she was saying. You just have the simple things and see if you're living out those simple things um, authentically. And because like right away, it's just my way of being. I'm like, okay, yes. Every like world, um, every country leader, you know, <laughs> needs to know their human design and all of the leaders like need their human design needs to be public so that we know as like people, like their type of leadership, what best suits them. Just to prevent all of the chaos in the world. But it's really like it begins with us because if you believe that we are all connected, which I believe in the oneness, that change that I hope to see starts within. Mm-hmm. And like she was saying, like it doesn't even begin with our outer community, it's just our family our friends and then mm-hmm. branching out from that because just alone in our family and friend dynamic there's so much there to unravel and to amplify and in just doing that the ripple effect of that 